It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Go Birds pod. It's number 86, still number one in your hearts, judging by the reviews. We thank you for that, where you can go rate, subscribe, review, really on any podcast platform. But the iTunes reviews are the way to go. As uh, five stars, you can say anything. We'll uh, go through a couple of those today, uh, along with your questions, your takes. And ladies and gentlemen... ESPN's own Mike Clay's going to join us yeah! today. Yeah, love Mike Clay. Big Mike Clay fan over huge here. Huge Mike Clay fan. As we uh, continue on our my favorite game series, it's forty-four to six, fellas. It's a good one. Is what we're going to talk about. So, uh, I, just real quick, what's the first thing you remember about forty-four to six? Deuce, Deuce, Deuce Daily, Deuce. Right, wasn't that 44 to 6? Or I'm thinking of yeah. pickle juice. Yeah, no, you're thinking of pickle, pickle juice. juice. 44 to 6 was when they clinched oh, the, the playoffs. Oh, the playoffs. Yes, the yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. 44. To, so I, I remember the rest of the day. The 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 losing earlier, the Raiders beating the Bucks, like the whole, yeah. all the stuff that had to happen for that to happen. Did, that's what I remember. Didn't, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the name now, like Julio Hansen. Hansen. Or, yeah, he, yeah, ran one back. he ran one back. He right? did. Yeah. He did indeed. Michael Bush for the Raiders running to glory. <laughs> Oh, my God. I forgot about yeah, Michael That's what Bush. I remember. What a poll. Also, uh, of course, Mike Clay is going to help us a little bit with the fantasy part of our game, Ooh. especially with uh, the Eagles roster and where he finds it uh, the most reliable, which guy he finds most reliable. Although I did check his rankings afterwards. Uh, he's on vacation right now. But 113 for Carson Wentz. QB Ooh. 9. You QB think that's nine. low? Well, I think that's right about for no value. I mean, I think he's going to win the. I, mean, I think he's going to win the MVP. So yeah, I'd take him before that. So. Here's a fantasy football take for you. All right, Ooh. I'm ready for it. Dallas Goddard's going to lead this team in touchdowns. Whoa! Whoa! 
I'd say a fire fantasy I mean, take go right from there. like top ten tight ends. Some said many say he's times. a top ten tight end. <laughs> I mean, as some say he was the first one to the take at the uh, yeah, top. Elliot's making a bid to take over for Sigmund Bloom on this weekend <laughs> fantasy with those well, kinds of nuggets uh, right there. Here's my take on it. I think he's going to get targeted a ton in the red zone, and I think. I mean, like Alshon never gets a ton of touchdowns. Deshaun's probably not going to get a ton of touchdowns. And he's going to feed into Ertz. Ertz's take, so. Interesting. Dallas got it. On the See, Zach Ertz comes... episode of Go Birds, 86. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a hey, fire there take you go. right there. I, uh, I'm still not willing to buy into the touchdown production hype from Goddard because I, for some reason, don't believe that Doug Peterson is actually going to run a lot of 12 personnel, and that would be my only holdup. I think it's going to be – the same amount. I guess it just matters on, you know, if they're drawing certain things yeah. up for him. Well, and particular. I think, yeah, exactly. Because I yeah. think the other thing is like, yeah, it could be Goddard or one of the other 6'6 six, six dudes that they have in the red zone because they're just going to be able to roll out big tall guys to go in the red zone. So, so uh, I, I do like the take, though. I think that's a good thing. Uh, Warren Sharp. You guys know that guy. Love yeah, yeah. very, so I, very fact, smart in guy. In fact, if, if we want to get a little teasy, Ooh. Warren Sharp might have a big role with us during the season. Oh, buddy. I just want to point that out. He's like intimidatingly smart, though. I'm kind of nervous to interview him. He's potentially the smartest person out there talking about football or writing about football now. Like, he's as as smart as it comes. So, I got just interviewed him again for the second time, and I can't stop listening to what comes out of his mouth. I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I got his uh, 2019 preview book, which I haven't read completely yet. But fun fact, speaking of the Eagles, no team threw out of 12 personnel more than the Eagles did last year. Wow, that is interesting. So when they're in 12, they're throwing it. Yes, yeah, yeah, which is very... Very, very interesting. Always a good buy uh, heading into the offseason. That's a, it's a fantastic book. I mean, it's not just like, hey, this is my gut feeling on, you know, that's, that's you. It's so funny because I, I went to uh, said the Wegmans or wherever uh, the, over the weekend. You, sometimes you accidentally go down the magazine aisle. Oh, yeah. Because like who the does Athlon that? and all yeah, that stuff. And you look sure. past just like top breakout candidates and it's just you know it's always these it's 70 pictures of fucking saquon barkley and that's it (laughs) like it going from warren sharps to like back to magazines is crazy speaking of magazines i was in the airport recently was probably i guess i was flying back from ireland like why do they sell porn magazines in the airport oh I didn't know they like, did. Oh, who, yeah, they who, always have. It's always buy tucked behind. Like, who's going to buy it for the plane? Let me, let me read the articles on the plane. Weird buy. Uh, it's not I mean. for the plane. It's for the hotel room in which you're flying to. Yeah, well, go to like a <laughs> newsstand when you get there. Or you can just stand. use your phone. It's a weird, weird move. <laughs> anyway, it's my, no, it's like my, my magazine. I, I yeah. never understood it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, but apparently, I mean, they would they have to be bought, otherwise they wouldn't be there. Right? Why are they still there? the airport, though? I mean, we all have the internet. Why are they still there? It's a better question. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. Uh, what a way to start a podcast, what though, a, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. It's off-season. Um, speak, <laughs> speaking of the off-season, this is, I, I think it's just, you know, we're, we're slowly inching. We're two weeks away from uh, training camp, and thank God, because it's coming around, uh, but I, I am to the point now where I'm just I'm frustrated about talking about certain things and certain narratives about this team in particular that it's just I've had enough and I want to hear from you guys too and at Go Birds Pod if you have a couple of these that are that are in the the forefront of your brain if if we uh, cannot get past Cravon LeBlanc and Avante Maddox in the secondary I'm gonna lose my fucking mind like that I. 
I do not understand how those are the only two guys and that's it. Nothing else fucking matters. Even though LeBlanc is right now after OTA in the second nickel spot of this secondary and everybody else just sucks. Sorry they're not Deion Sanders. I apologize ahead of time that they're not locked down, shut down corners. But this secondary is good and it's good enough to go win a Super Bowl and there are guys on this team that can exponentially play higher than their current level is right now rookies veterans guys that have been hurt guys that have fucking contract years this secondary is going to be really really good jalen mills is a good corner darby is a good corner sydney jones is a good corner Razul douglas is a good corner they're all fucking good corners all right it's not just like <laughs> two guys and that's it sorry we you gave up that touchdown once remember that throw to fucking adam thielen your career's over Shut the fuck up. Like, this is a good secondary. It's a good secondary. I, I actually really agree with you. I'm always shocked. when pe- I've heard people say the biggest weakness of the team is the cornerbacks, and I think that's insanity. If there's six guys deep. Like, you have five or six guys you feel comfortable rolling out there on the field. I'm really with you. I actually think the cornerback position arguably is the deepest position on the team. That's how good I feel about it. Sidney Jones isn't a good cornerback. But I'm just going <laughs> to let that slide I knew that through. Was coming. But no, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I think that, and we talked about this on earlier pods, but like it's a little bit of do they just have a lot of cornerbacks or actually a lot of good ones? Yeah. But I think overall, the cornerback position is absolutely fine. I mean, you talked about it. I learned it from, from Mr. Barchard. Yards don't matter. Who cares? They don't give up points. It's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 those can eventually like bite you in the butt if you're not a good, like, if you do break and they just, they don't break. Like, no. I know that they're 30th in yards. It doesn't matter if you don't put touchdowns at the end of those things. James, narrative that you're kind of sick of hearing about? Well, hold on. Let me look at Elliot Shore Parks while I <laughs> say my narrative. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that Carson Wentz is injury prone. We get it. We get it. He missed a couple years. I get it. All right? Carson Wentz looks awesome, and he had two separate injuries that have nothing to do with each other. It doesn't mean he's going to be injured for the rest of his career. We talk about the guy like he should be ensconced in glass at all times. It's ridiculous. He's fine. He's 26. He's going to be fine. I like how you're like, he missed a couple years. Who cares? It's fine. He hasn't played a full year. I mean, we never talk about the rookie season where he came off the ribs and played the entire year, 16 games. Rookie season, not even expecting to start. We don't talk about that. He had two injuries that have nothing to do with each other. In fact, you could even maybe argue the back happened as a result of coming back from the issue with the knee. Carson Wentz is going to be awesome. He's going to be fine. He's not going to get hurt every year. Stop it. Well, I got bad news for you, James. That narrative. (laughs) (laughs) You, You might luck out, John. Your narrative probably won't be talked about much. Carson's narrative is going to be talked about for maybe the next three years. Forever. It won't matter. How many matter. games would he have to mit- to not miss in a row before people stop I think if he plays... Uh, two years. Yeah, two, yeah, right? Two like years two, and, and, two and a half won't years. Be Even then, I don't know. Like, I honestly believe if Carson Wentz leads this team to a Super Bowl, that's yeah, great and all. You got one title, but he could go down at any time. So, uh, I don't know. Not here, but uh, around Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, that, that, it, that way, it'll be the narrative in all the primetime games. Like like <laughs> week 13, they'll be whatever they are, 11 and 2, 10 and 3. And people will be like, they're playing great, but I mean, it's going to continually be brought up no matter what. Carson when will Carson go down? He's definitely going to get hurt because right. he's injury prone. Is there at yeah. any point? Uh, here's a better one. Over or under the amount of wins this season where it won't matter. 
Me, me either. Me I either. think it's really. I didn't, I didn't get it either. That's so, really Siri was right on. That point. was like perfect timing because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no idea what you were asking. That was like Siri was me from, right from this season. Like, do you think there's a win total or a winning streak? Uh, uh, no, he just has to play all the games. Like, if they win ten in a row, is anybody going to bring it up after that? Yeah, I think it'll nationally, still, like you're saying. Yeah, I think, I think so he has to play the whole season. It happened so yeah. late in the season, both times. I think it, he has to play the whole season for it to go away. And then I do think there's a chance that if he plays a full season, it's very successful. It isn't. Look, it's always going to be an addendum. People are always going to mention it because that's the way we are with these types of injuries and the NFL. But it's not going to be the lead paragraph, like the lead sentence, which right now, for most people, for a lot of people, it's a lead sentence. I will say at mini camps and OTAs, like once he started practicing and playing, like there, he didn't really get asked about it. It right. wasn't really a narrative. People weren't tweeting me about it. So it did seem to die down a little. But again, like it's always going to be a part of it until he can prove he can stay healthy. And it's, yeah. it's fair. It's fair. I mean, when, if the Eagles get to week 12 or 13 and they're really good, I think people are still going to be holding their breath. Like, man, this of is course. what happened in 2017. Like, I hope he stays healthy. Well, yeah, what, name the away game because it'll be after the the three at home against the, the Patriots, the Bears, and Bills? and the, it, and the Seahawks. What's the, Bills, ne- yeah. what's the next away game after that? I think the it's the Bills. Bills. I Bills. think it's the Bills. <laughs> I forgot they had the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a uh, – that might that might come up again. It's like, oh, it's been this. Was it was it week eleven against the Rams when it, it was all week went thirteen? Down? Oh no, it's thirteen. Right? That's yeah. right. I mean, think okay. how much it's going to come up when the week before the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, you're damn well, right. It's, it's all they're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> all they're going to talk about. <laughs> Elliot, that, that you, and the rubber match: Eagles, Patriots, so, round three. Your guys' narratives are better. Yours are a little more like they clearly annoy both as of you expected. Very much. <laughs> yeah, mine is more a general thing, which is I think people. I, I'm getting a little annoyed. Air how high the expectation is being set for this team in a way. Like, everywhere you look, it's like Carson Wentz should win MVP. The Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. People just look over the fact that I think winning the division is going to be hard within itself. Like, if Carson stays healthy and wins the division this year, that would be a good accomplishment for Carson Wentz. And I think people are overlooking the fact that that, that would be something that would be good. I mean, the, Cal- the Cowboys are a good team. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. Like, winning that division is not going to be super easy. And then getting to the playoffs, if they win one game, I think that's a good accomplishment. I think people, the narrative around this team, they're being talked about like they should be expected to win the Super Bowl this year. And I don't think that's a fair narrative for this team. See, I, I, I'm not annoyed I mean, by that, like you said. But I mean, I this get is where the guy who from. said that Carson Wentz should be expected to be the best quarterback <laughs> yes. in the NFL. Talking yeah. about high expectations. Now there's too many people talking about it. He's going to be the MVP. Well, like, he should be expected hey, to MVP, but I'm annoyed by that take. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I don't think this division's hard. You, you well, have, the Eagles haven't won it two out of the last three years. Well, nobody, win yeah, year. nobody's won it back to back. It's a great. Right. How? I mean, it's bullshit. Like it is not something that is we should look at and say, well, because the same team hasn't won it back to back years since right. 2004, that means it's not going to happen again. Like that's a fallacy. It's but not it true. It does, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is crazy that yeah. since 2004, there's not been a. Ba- it is. It is an insane, random thing that is happening. Yeah, I mean, it probably speaks to the fact that this division hasn't had a good court, a consistently good yes. quarterback since then. I, I mean, Eli, does. but Eli's not a great quarterback no. by any stretch of the imagination. Hall of Famer. How Eli old is Eli again? No. Is he 37? Yeah. He's got to be 37, 38, range. Did you guys see Saquon Barkley as fifth in oh, MVP? Oh, is he really? So, in, in 04 draft, 04 yeah. draft for Jesus. Manning, 04 draft, let's say he was 21 or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, he's probably in the 36, 37 range, How depending does he, on who he was. Uh, here's what I can't figure out. And granted, maybe it's just because they're they're much different and better quarterbacks. Tom Brady's 40, going to be 43 this season? 42. 
42, 42? I think. I think he was 41 last year. I could be wrong about that. Why is there, like... Well, we're talking look, about the GOAT. No, yeah, but, but I'm saying just in terms of body type, you know, like... Well, I think Brady has shed uh, uh, numbers one, off his 40 times. Because one guy spends his whole, his whole purpose right. in life Eli Manning's is never to really live been forever. Injured before. One guy's purpose is to live forever, and that's why. Tom Brady is like a fucking maniac. Yeah, but, but I mean, Eli has preserved himself so well. Like, he doesn't take hits. He will turtle yes, before to sure. getting a hit. Why does he look like death? That's I, I don't get it. I think and that why most is the, why people, are the Giants holding on to him? Well, that's a whole <laughs> separate discussion. <laughs> it just Dave looks Gettleman's so bad. A fucking you know, I know it's just so. And Thanks, even Philip Rivers, you. Philip Rivers is about, is the same exact age. He looks so much more spry. I think that's and fair. Like that's a better he, comparison. Why does he look like a worst athlete, like yeah, worst athlete he's to begin such with? Such a bad athlete. Yeah, and right? also, let's not act like Tom Brady's forty time was super impressive. No, no, but I'm saying at least he like shed. Time right. from when he I was Tom like Brady, at his peak. I think I think Philip Rivers is a better discussion because I think Tom Brady is just the exception to all rules. Like yeah. that's what it is. Again, he might live till he's two hundred. Like right. the way this guy takes care of his body. So quick off season take: If Eli Manning makes the Hall of Fame, I'm when? done. I'm, I'm I'm done caring about who gets in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I've been done for a long time. I think he's going to make it. Though. He's like, going to make it. it though. That's it's ridiculous. I think he's going to make it, and I, it is. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. You it's watch not, it. It's he's not that absurd. All time. It's pretty absurd. He's seventh all time in interceptions. Dude, he he made two runs. <laughs> he had two years. He is only he's only won a playoff game in two years. Well, he's to be fair, it. you think Nick Foles is the best Eagles quarterback of all time? Based yes, off of one but I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Famer. I would you think not he's say. the best in the history of a franchise. Yeah, but that's the franchise's fault. I mean, Eli's played for a long Look, time. I think he Eli, won two Super Bowls. He's got like, a lot of numbers. I think Eli is is a fringe Hall of Famer. Like, I think the numbers are going to get him there. I think he's a fringe. I'm not saying Eli sucked. That's not fair. Like now he sucks. Eli was a good quarterback for a long time. I just don't think he's a Hall of Fame. Well, the the Hall of Fame lets in a lot of people that shouldn't get in. I do think Eli will get in, but I also think the Hall of Fame should tell the story of the league. And I think Eli's been a big part of it. For yeah. A long well, time. That, that's a different argument. The whole like the Hall of Fame is a museum that tells the history of the. Like, sport. I think Michael Vick should be a Hall of Famer. So that's a yeah. different criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking about criteria. importance yeah. to the league and, and stuff. And I, look, if they had a Hall of Fame for that, Vic would be in there. Yeah, they changed the game more than the But as a player, you yeah. can't say. I, what I, about Darren Sproles? He's an interesting case. I think he's, for me, probably not. But again, based on, time that totally back, well, based on yeah. the other criteria, for sure. And you got to talk about why criteria. Brian Mitchell's not in there, too. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's before your time, by the way. Was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember him a little bit. Um I tell you, uh, we uh, wrapping, putting that on a bow. That's why I'm not just Eli Manning alone. What's going on in Washington? I agree that Dallas is good. I'll keep saying that Dak Prescott is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, simply because the stars on his helmet. And we hate it. Uh, also, real quick on Dak, why hasn't he got paid yet? It's a great know? question. No, They're clearly nervous to do it. Yeah, especially because Jerry said it on the radio. Like we're going, you know, we'll, we'll get this done. It was the same scenario that basically Howie Roseman yeah. said well, and said we're going to get this done. We're going to. And get we've this heard done. a lot of rumors about What's the numbers on? that have been talked. It's a yeah. great question. I. Well, the other is thing, the number going to be a lot higher than we're thinking. I mean, maybe Dak's agent is pushing for a way higher number, and Jerry's trying to keep it down. The other thing is this: uh, so Jake Rosenberg was on the Dave Spadaro podcast for the Eagles website, and he talked about how the 2020 CBA, how it might 
uh, end up, you know, not running out next year. Really complicated Carson Wentz's deal. And they've been working on it for a year and a half. I just wonder if maybe the Cowboys front office isn't as forward thinking. It's a great point. It's a lot more complicated. They're running into a lot more issues than they expected. It's a great point. Whereas the Eagles have been prepared for this for a year and a half. Because they can still franchise him, so they still have, like, in the Dallas is the type of team that will say, fuck it, we'll franchise him and we'll figure it out, like, theoretically. Or or they're just like, fuck it, we'll just pay him, and then all of a sudden they're like, actually, there's a bunch of different rules. It's a really good point. Yeah, it's a really good point. Also, this is Elliot's version of how to handle Carson Wentz with Dak Prescott. Just want to point that out. Yeah, it's a great point. (laughs) Well, I will say, I will say. But Dak's not injured, but I'm just saying, yeah. The best counterpoint I've heard to signing Carson Wentz now is when Jake Rosenberg brought up the 2020 CBA. Yeah. Like, I I didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, you know. Why, we'll see what happens. So we, were right, we were right. No, we were right. No, I mean, you weren't right saying. still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll you know who is right? Uh, Mike Clay. And that is, uh, honest to God, one of my favorite fantasy guys and one of my most favorite followers. Honestly, I mean, because also he's a Birds fan too. I mean, let's Shout be out to honest. Mike. Um, and uh, today he is uh, going to join us once again to talk about 44 to 6. It's it's an iconic Eagles game and we all kind of remember where we were and we get into some heavy conversations about where we were in time and placement. It's a really great story. He today is brought to you by Cinch and me and James have been grilling like freaking madmen. Well, John, this is actually not quite true. Oh, not no. Not to reveal too much about oh, myself. no. He's, James has lied to me already. Emily does the grilling. Oh, my God. Is we, that really? We have been grilling a lot, but Emily runs Emily's the grill. Emily's that's it. awesome. I, I will that. admit it. Emily runs the grill. She's the grill master. I don't mess with her. She's great at it. But yes, we've been grilling like crazy shit yeah, at Cinch. I, but I didn't want to misrepresent okay, myself in right, any way. Fair. But we've been loving well, the Cinch. Emily's a big listener of the pod. Yes, yeah, Emily yeah. will never hear this. But she does love our Cinch protein uh, It's uh, amazing. Protein yeah, I, I like, trust me, I use a lot of delivery apps. I use... You actually oh, do. Like, this is uh, no, not... This, the, if like, we're going to be honest... There's... no joke. I had never heard of some of the apps until John's like, yeah, I ordered from blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is that? I get my groceries delivered. I get uh, takeout delivered from apps. I, I use all of these different things. Nothing has been as on time. I get water delivered, by the way. I've, I've, I've getting all that. This is what uh, happens when you're famous. And no, you're no, no, no. It's not, it's not when you're famous. It's just like... It goes. It's just, it just makes a lot... Uh, a lot of uh, life easier and cinch does exactly that and you guys have responded so much that they they gave us our own promo code which is outstanding so we appreciate you guys for going to cinch.com because it's a no-brainer like they bring it to your freaking door it it, they literally drop it at your door at most when you need it and it's usually on a busy weekend like july 4th was no one wants Uh, to go fill their it's no one does it's annoying it is it is as annoying if you have to just go out and do a task they don't get much more annoying than saying oh i gotta go fill the pros so your first tank if you sign up with cinch right now that's c-y-n-c-h dot com it's just 10 bucks by using the promo code go birds all one word no spaces go birds and you get signed up your first tank's ten dollars you won't have to worry about anything because all you do is literally set it outside your door you say i'm ready for another one they come pick it up they drop it off bingo bingo boomo there's burgers there's grilled vegetables there's everything i've grilled every single day honestly for the last two weeks for for because i'm a insane person oh uh, no you got to uh, it's, they make it too easy. Why wouldn't you, girl? They do. Uh, so go to cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Promo code. Go birds. All one word. Remember, cinch propane tanks for your grill straight to your door. And go to cinch.com today. Here's Mike Clay at Mike Clay NFL. And, of course, uh, is there any, uh, anything that you want to 
shout out right now? Are you preparing heavily for you know your uh, the the fantasy season as it's going to creep up here in the next couple of weeks? What are you? Uh, what's going on over at ESPN right now? Well, what's going on is I'm prepared for vacation. That's what I'm. Be- <laughs> that's what I'm prepared for right now. So uh, actually, uh, a lot of listeners can relate to this because I, as you know, as mentioned, I'm an Eagles fan. I grew up in in uh, Pennsylvania, in Pottsville, home of Yingling, of course, and uh, spent a lot of time, went to Kutztown, spent a lot of time in Reading. So, of course, where does my family vacation? We all go and meet up at the Jersey Shore. So we'll be down in, you know, Stone Harbor, Avalon, Cape May, Wildwood uh, next week. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So bother Mike as much as possible if you're in one of those spots over the next couple (laughs) of weeks and just take a notepad and and get it ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, though. In terms of, because this is an ongoing question, I feel like it's been like this with the Eagles offense for the last, I don't know, two years in determining who's going to be like the biggest boom fantasy-wise that you can rely on. Is there anybody that you really, really like that you think might be uh, rated, overrated, underrated in any capacity with this Eagles offense? Man, there's just so much to like short and long term. It's just you're they're in one of them great positions, which can be frustrating in fantasy where you just have so many mouths to feed and and it might be hard to pinpoint who's going to get the targets. I mean, the most reliable player has to be Zach Ertz. I mean, you know, he should get to 90 catches again, barring injury. He you know, he was fantastic. Obviously, Carson Wentz took some criticism almost for (laughs) force feeding the ball to him. So, you know, he'll be uh, heavily involved, even if his targets come down a little bit. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is a guy who comes at a little bit of a discount in early fantasy drafts. People still a little uh, worried about his durability. And and again, obviously not a massive target share there with all the weapons they have, but a good touchdown scorer, a good player. Um, You know, Deshaun Jackson will be a more of a situational deep threat, maybe a flex option fantasy. Um, Obviously, Carson Wentz, we fully expect him to bounce back. We need him to run the ball more than last season, right? Didn't. Uh, run it really at all and and that cost you a lot of fantasy points so I'm hoping he gets back on track I think he's well on his way uh, to a pretty tremendous fantasy season so uh, you know that kind of should just answer your question I suppose those are the more reliable players uh, at least at least a few of them but again just so many weapons now in this Eagles offense telling you Mike uh, Jordan Howard's the guy Jordan Howard is the steal of the century for the first eight weeks I've got a good feeling about it Take it for what it's worth, but I think it's going to get the lion's share of the carries, and I don't really see Miles Sanders kind of breaking out early and often. Of course, all things could change once a training camp happens, but just a little note from me to you, you know? I'm just, <laughs> just trying to help everybody out here. But uh, more importantly, now uh, during this whole time, now we've gone through uh, a couple of uh, fun ones. We've gone through the snowball, which was a great one. We've gone through... Uh, oddly enough, the Thursday night football game uh, of 2017 against the Panthers that ended up being uh, one of uh, one of our our guest favorite games of of all time, or at least his second favorite of all time, 44 to six. That's all you need to say, and everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Why is 44 to six 2018 against the Dallas Cowboys your favorite game of all time? Well, I was there, uh, of course. I mean, as a fan, this is uh, kind of right, actually right before I got into the industry. So um, it's, uh, you know, it was still that time where you were being an unreasonable fan, not really, a, you know, an objective analyst and you could just enjoy the beatdown on the Cowboys, something that I've been watching my entire life. I still remember one of my earliest sports memories, honestly, is jumping up and down in my in my family room as a kid with my dad watching the Eagles stuff Emmett Smith you know at, at midfield <laughs> a couple times uh, way back when uh, so it was always fun you know you always look forward to Cowboys games and this one was 
was incredible because, you know, we, whenever growing up, I always went to games. Gold Glove Sports Tours uh, located in uh, Schuylkill Haven in, in Pennsylvania was a, a company that we got involved with early on in my life. And my dad still to this day runs bus trips for them uh, to a variety of games. And we used to go really early, whether it was Philadelphia, Baltimore, New York to NASCAR races, you name it. Um, we'd get really get there really early, you know, get autographs, go, you know, walk around. I remember the vet just being empty. We'd be the first bus there at the vet and, you know, Howard and everybody was Howard, you know, Eskin and everybody was still setting up the set. There was just nothing oh, going on. It was completely dead. Um, and I, and I, I think, of, you know, I, I bring that up here because you remember that day. I mean, a lot had to happen for the Eagles to get into the playoffs and the Eagles didn't play till the 4 p.m. game. So there, you know, there, a lot had to ha- happen. Yeah, did you guys have on the, TVs or anything while it was going on, or it was just like so, we're concentrated on the game and having fun, and we'll see what happens? Sort of. I mean, I, I don't think we really expected it to happen, right? I mean, the the aura was just kind of like, all right, it's an Eagles Cowboys game. Maybe we get a miracle, but probably not. Let's just party, have a good day, you know. Maybe keep an eye on the games, but it just all started to come together. You yeah, know, the yeah, the like Bucks, the, yeah. <laughs> the Bucks had the, no, no, sorry to cut you off, but that's, that's what's both of those teams that had to win were bad. Like the Texans yeah. had to beat the bears and they were, they were seven and eight, I think rolling into it. Uh, it was almost automatic that the Bucks were going to beat the Raiders. Cause they, what they had a couple of wins on the season at that point, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and then all yeah, the, the sudden, Raiders come back, came back to win that game. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So what was the, what was it like as this thing kept building and building and being like, Oh my God, I'm, I think I'm at a, a win and end playoff game. Like what, how did the environment change around the stadium? Yeah, I mean, we we're, we've all been there, right? You're standing at a stadium watching a TV, right? Like in the back by the the concession stands. You know, we've all been in those kind of situations before. Um, I know I've been there many times. Just whether it's just keeping an eye on the end of games before an Eagles game started, or or whatever it is, something big going on in sports, and that's what it was like. There was no one in the bleachers. Everyone was standing like out at the at the TV screens, and the uh, the stadium had the uh, at the link there had the games on. You know that were wrapping up. And it was just like the Eagles won the Super Bowl after the, you know, the those games finished off. The you know the Bucks, of course, uh, lost, and the and I can't remember which game ended last, but uh, I think it was the Bucks game that ended last because the, the Bucks game ended last. Okay, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, you know, uh, if ten I, years, I, I believe it. Yeah, I don't even know if that's right, but I feel like the Bucks game ended last because of the comeback, and it took longer. And while you are in Veterans Stadium, I am in Los Angeles with. Giants fans with Bears fans with God knows who else and I am literally banging on everybody's door to all my roommates and I said motherfucker it's a playoff game now <laughs> get wake up it was you know and it's at a one o'clock time for us and I'm trying to wake everybody up because we'd been partying all night I didn't think that this game was going to mean anything and here I am racing around like calling pink dot and god knows what else to order beers and food as a as a young 20 something that's that's happening and the and the next thing i know like this is the the first quarter kind of happens right here mike and then i i, mm-hmm. I was, it was pretty lackluster it was just back and forth like they they trade field goals and then the next thing you know like this is the best that i remember donovan in his prime is this game in particular like he didn't really screw up much of anything he was picture perfect the play calls were all great uh and then you know uh, buck halter is the first one to start breaking this open on a simple screen pass and you're just going oh my god like this is there was a ton of momentum in that that second quarter there 
Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you say that about McNabb and, and you're not wrong, but he, you know, only 175 y- uh, yards passing in that game, you know, he barely did anything as a rusher, but he, he was efficient, right? Had the yeah. three touchdowns and uh, did what he had to do. And, and obviously the defenses will, will get to, I'm sure kind of, kind of really changed the game in the second half, but uh, you're right. I mean, off to a quiet start, who would have thought after the first quarter that that game would be 44 to six. Um, it was just unbelievable. But yeah, once they took control early on with that, uh, that McNabb rushing touchdown, it was over, and man, it was just a a total beating from there. Yeah, like every everything that they tried, it, it it nothing worked. And and the best thing about that first half, do you remember Pac-Man Jones just fumbling the football with like six seconds left? And that was when I knew I just went like, oh my god, they ha- they they're gonna win this game. They fumble it with five seconds left. David Akers kicks like some some god awful yardage, like fifty. 52 yards or something like 51 yard field goal nails it it's 24 to 3 at half and this is what I I don't know it's a little cloudy and everything gets a little cloudy but do you remember the very big play uh, that Dallas had in the second half uh, second half big play uh it was I don't know, tell me about it, it it'll, was, it'll come back to yeah me. it was a what weird was one like but all of a sudden like Romo runs out to his left throws back to Jason Witten, and then Jason Witten chucks it all the way down to T.O., who grabs it and takes it like 60 or 70 yards, something like that. And uh, okay. and then they're sitting there in the middle, and that's what opened up all the all the big defensive stuff. Like, it just turned into, I forget who sacked him, but that was on the very uh, the second, uh, first or second play after that, the, the Clemens running it back after a fumble for the touchdown mm. is there, and that kind of opened the floodgates, and the party was on, I guess, essentially after that. That was the, the yeah. craziest yeah. thing that I couldn't figure out is, like, uh, they had uh, – they killed every ounce of momentum that – the because once Dallas did that, everybody kind of got a little bit of a – Oh shit! Like, is this the is this the momentum swinging back their way? And this is you know typical Philadelphia thing and how they did. And, and as soon as Clemens ran it back, who is a, a kind of a kind of a lost art there too. So oh, then we got phones ringing in the studio now, which is great. Uh, Somebody's calling in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I hear you. I mean, at halftime, it felt like you know to to for all intents and purposes, they were going to win that game. I mean, it was twenty seven three. They were blowing them out, but it became it was a party in the second half. I mean, that's when it really got fun watching that. You know, the Clemens touchdown. And then, of course, Jose Leo Hansen just a few minutes later had that long uh, that long fumble return as well, and that yeah. you know that really just sealed it up. After that, it was just the you know uh, maybe a few field goals. So um, yeah, I mean, again, it was just it, it was just an, an incredible day. Just you know, going from seemingly having no chance to a couple miracles to you know a slow start to the game to just an absolute. Uh, just blowout of the the you know the biggest rival you know one of the biggest rivalries in sports yeah. so it was uh, you know it's just an unforgettable day it was amazing yeah everybody was ended up teeing off on Romo and like he was sitting there at the end with like um, there was a there was a final fumble at the end there and I can't remember it was a Gaither or somebody like that and I just remember. Tony did his infamous, I'm just going to lay in the ground with my hands on my helmet for, <laughs> yeah. a, for a solid minute and just, okay, I'm going to go on and move on there. But that whole, I think that's still one of my favorite seasons of all time, too. Like, because you, you had that, uh, the resurgence to, to like, be, you know, beating the, the Cardinals on Thanksgiving and, you know, are they going to get in this? They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and they, they do. They go to... Uh, I think they go to New York after that. That was their first the wild card. Then they go to, or is it Minnesota? Minnesota, Minnesota to the Giants. Yeah, yeah, then the Giants. Minnesota, then the Giants, and then of course I was set live at the 
what do they call that stadium now? Uh, the uh, the Arizona Sun- Stadium or whatever it is. Yeah. What, Arizona Sun Sun Life or something? Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Getting uh, getting beer dumped on me and, and the rest. But this was kind of like the the launch of Deshaun and Brent Selleck at the same time uh, in this game as well. And then throughout the rest of the playoffs like these guys were became the most integral parts of the offense uh for Andy and then beyond that until you know Chip came in and ruined ruined some things but what what is 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 this one of your favorite seasons uh, along with being kind of your favorite games because the run was just so unexpected and fun well, I, it's to some extent it was unex, uh, unexpected, right? I mean, you know, it was it, we we wanted uh, a Super Bowl at some point or one of these runs. Uh, they got kept getting closer and closer and closer, and then they, of course, got uh, knocked out by Arizona. But yeah, I mean, when you went certainly when you went into Week 17, you didn't expect them to be uh, playing in the the NFC Championship. So so absolutely, I mean, it, it was an unforgettable finish to the season uh, and playoff run. Uh, it's just. It, to this day, it's you know you're you're obviously I love that they won the Super Bowl and it was amazing, but it, you just you think about how it almost came out of nowhere, right? Whereas there was always that disappointment in the buildup, all of those McNabb years, and and it's like how could they get that close year after year after year and never finish it off? I mean, it's hard to believe they didn't. And then again, the recent one, just they went from you know mediocre to the Super Bowl champions without their starting quarterback and a bunch of other players. <laughs> Out of nowhere, you're like, how can that? How is that possible? It's just the, I guess it's the amazing nature of, of the National Football League. But man, uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, that that I just kind of think of it as an era, more or less, more more or less, with uh, uh, when McNabb and, and Andy Reid were, were there. And again, just oof, just can't, still can't believe they never got over the hump. <laughs> yeah, neither can I. Especially you know, it's the uh, they're the the Buffalo Bills of the NFC Championship game and the rest yeah. and all that. But it's actually the I don't know if it, about you, but it's helped. It's helped me. The Super Bowl win helped me enjoy these a lot more. At first, I thought it was going to be like, ah, uh, I'll never worry about that ever again. And there was a war, like for the first six months after the Super Bowl. And now, now that there's been a little distance in time, it, it's, it's enhanced it because they have it won it that way. And the way they won it reminds me of the season. And that's why I was so adamant that they weren't going to win the Super Bowl in 17. Because <laughs> I was like, this is. Typical Philadelphia, like something's going good. This is just like Randall. This is just like McNabb. This is just something happens, and and here we are. And uh, and now forty four to six kind of lives a little better in my heart because of that. So yeah, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe it was important for all that to happen because we were we were keeping kind of the bar low going into that that recent Super Bowl win, right? Like almost, I felt that way too. The whole game, you're just like. You know, they're playing the Patriots. They're playing Brady. You know, we've seen this before. It's going to fall apart at some point. You just knew it was coming. And then that you have that. It really was the strip sack of, of Brady, right? When you're like, wow, this might actually happen. Like, I, I can't believe it. I mean, I remember the first Super Bowl against New England when Greg Lewis caught that touchdown in the back of the end zone to make it was a 24-21. And yep. I'm like, you know, everyone had kind of packed it in already. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, you know, may, maybe they have a shot here. And of course, they, they, never, they, didn't. they never quite finished it off. Uh, McNabb gets picked off. But. Um, you know, that was the first time where you, you know, when, when Graham stripped Brady, it was like, wow, it's actually going to happen. And it was kind of surreal. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the moment that happened, I had tears in my eyes. I'm looking at James Seltzer and we're, we're going back and forth and being like, oh my God, <laughs> this is going to happen. And then we like, stop, we're like, wait, there's two minutes left. There's two minutes left. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh well, it's been a fun journey, Mike. I appreciate you jumping on for a little bit and just 
tell us about 44 to 6 and let me, uh, you know, talk about it too. So, uh, obviously, once again, at Mike Clay, NFL, he is absolutely necessary for your fantasy season and really just for all the takes that he has because uh, I, I still haven't seen a bad take yet on your timeline. So, that's <laughs> impressive. Uh, that's that's because I'm uh, I've been optimistic about the Eagles for a few years now. Not even biased, <laughs> but even that uh, that Super Bowl season. You know, I was like, man, why are people not on the Eagles? Uh, right? Remember, they were last the year before in the division. Everyone was kind of just ranking them last again. I was like, man, this is a really good team. So you know, we'll see. When I, maybe when I'm a little, I feel like I'm a pretty objective analyst. So if they fall apart a little bit, I don't know how he'll let that happen. But if that does happen, and I'm a little low, uh, you might not like my takes as much. So uh, hopefully, we're still friends a few years from now. Oh, John. of course, I I, uh, I definitely think we will be. Mike Clay, thanks again, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Always fun. Take care. Thanks again to uh, Mike Clay at Mike Clay NFL for all your fantasy needs. And uh, I know James is going to have some fantasy stuff uh, kind of maybe towards August. Yeah. Right. Oh, 100%. Yes. Uh, so that'll Shout be... out to Sigmund Bloom. I, mi- I just missed talking to Sigmund, so I'll do it for no other reason than that. <laughs> uh, quick uh, mail take question bags here, fellas. Uh, what tweet got you ratioed like James got last night? <laughs> is the first question from our good friend, did Ben Simmons? It's my first three. time, so you guys got to answer. Did you this see one. this? Where do I begin? It's <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like welcome to my life. Yeah, bro. I don't think, uh, I don't think I have honestly. Wow, that that type of ratio, like I've never. <laughs> it's Elliot's a pretty got aggressive a, ratio. The only thing that I think I got, I I, I misremembered. The the Spurs Sixers trade rumor mill. So it wasn't a take. It was just like a you're wrong, John. This is what yeah happens. yeah. I was like, yeah, it. you fucking idiot. Got ben it. Simmons was never included in that. They wanted. I was like, ah, oh, I was just asking a question. Calm down. That was like the last yes. time I think I've learned. In case bad. you guys didn't know, Pete Alonso doubled his salary last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what in was case the, you didn't the know, take? Like was eight hundred people have said that. I said he's way too excited about winning the home run derby. I mean, come on. It's, it's a great the take. fucking home run the derby. The best part about the take was when you were like, he won a million dollars, which is cool, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> which is nothing to sneeze at. I, said. I yeah. said nothing to sneeze at. Look, I'll take a million dollars. This guy's going to make $250 million in his life, all right? Let's chill out, all right? On let, the, let oh, the my God. Play, James. Let yeah. the kids play. You're right. Do you have By a- the way, I, that, here, let me clarify my take. The home run derby is stupid and anyone else is stupid for liking <laughs> it. How about yeah. that? You should follow it up with that. And people are looking at it. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. about it. It should be, you know, because like. Another way to say it, I hate the Mets. It was all involved yeah, in yeah. that. Yeah. A whole combination yeah, really of these sad. things. I'll say, just, just, hi, everybody. I hate the Mets. I hate the Mets. <laughs> when, when, I got the Mets when I got the text from James at like 6.15 this morning, I was like, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, this is something good is behind this text message. Yeah, I got I got a text from a buddy at like eleven last night and he's like, You got PFT commentered and I was like, Oh goodness, <laughs> this is gonna be a thing. Help. Uh Stand it, by it. It's good. It's a great take. <laughs> We're all very proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and from Joe Sis, what do you think is the future of the Eagles' safety situation? Hey, hold on, we never got Elliot's oh, yeah. for, hard as ratio. I mean, the yeah, actual person is just qualified to answer this question. Like uh, I mean, I really can't think of There's a lot. I mean, That's what I mean. Giannis yeah, I one was probably one. a Giannis, yeah, when I said Giannis wasn't top five. Oh, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. in the last week, I said Malcolm Jenkins is the best player in the Eagles. People weren't happy oh, about that. Oh, how about your trucks one? That had to get a ratio. What was the, that the, one? Oh, take more trucks than off four trucks, yeah. four tire cars should not yeah. kill out on the road. Yeah. That had to be a ratio. That one, there was yeah, a lot of food ones. I said cannolis were trash. So that one, yeah, got that's one I got. The cannolis suck. Yeah, they, 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 they suck. I don't get it. Leave the gun, go, take the cannoli. Go, boys. go, <laughs> fucking ma- eat a ricotta cookie. 
Like it's so much better yeah. if you want an Italian ricotta cookie. cookie sounds I like cannoli. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's I a, feel like ricotta doesn't mix with like ricotta is not a dessert item. Like yeah, ricotta, you would be wrong about that. Yeah, I'm you're just yeah. incredibly Correct. wrong. Like, I know no. what you're saying, but it's no, not. It's really but wrong. I know what you're saying. Ricotta can theoretically, be sweet. Yes, ricotta can but be savory. It's perfect. It could be both. Yeah. I think yeah. all savory foods in general. Like I don't like savory crepes. Like I enjoy a crepe that is like buffalo. Chicken. I generally, I so you're saying screw sweet. Go like savory. I don't like Nutella. I well Nutella's great. I think it's over. I agree. Savory. Yeah, thank you. Oh, right? savory. Like people act like it's fucking. Oh, I like so it. I'm not like a uh, eat Nutella all the time kind of guy. Which I look at I might Nutella not like the same way I do peanut butter. I'm just like it's there. I would if I can only <laughs> pick one the rest of my life. I'd pick peanut butter. Yeah, same. Oh yeah, over Nutella yeah. or yeah. like yeah, of course. Okay, okay, good. This is a discussion. Right. It's not Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Skippy though, right? Or and, you uh, Jeff guy? I do Jiff extra crunchy. Uh, oh, I like the extra crunchy. I go both. I don't care. I can go smooth or crunchy. I'm not one of those like gets mad about it, but. I'm a skippy guy, but I'm good either way. That's <laughs> oh, disappointing to hear. Uh, real quickly then, Joe says, what do you guys make of the Eagles' uh, safety situation moving forward? Is Mills and Douglas in transition? Uh, I would say probably no to both at this point. Yeah, I would say and Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod. Remember those guys? I think the, the future of the Eagles' safety position is not on the roster. Yeah, yeah same. They'll I draft him oh, high. They'll, they'll shot they'll at Trey sign, Sullivan. They'll huh? sign yeah. a young way guy that's free agency or Poor something Trey. like that. And, and uh, if anything, I think, you know, well, unless a couple Avante, of corners get actually. traded for a safety uh, like next season or something. Avante or could be it, actually. I'll oh, take yeah. that back a yeah, little. Yeah. Avante could be the next Malcolm. Um, that's, uh, well, I think we'll just wrap it up there. with uh, Again, thanks to Mike Clay for hanging out with us. I'm glad you guys have joined us for yet another Dead Zone episode as we kind of inch our way through. Got a couple of really good guests coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. Final thoughts as we're rolling out here, fellas? Yeah, I got one. So we've have we've been having a lot of rain recently in the area. It's true. And I got water in my basement twice. Oh, in the past already? Two weeks. Yeah. Well, so we fixed. Yikes. So what happened was the person next door to us put in a French drain, and as part of that, you drill. And our basements are semi-connected, so there was a hole. But regardless, I've become fucking obsessed with figuring out when it's going to rain. Like this, <laughs> this, this how this last weekend I was out with friends at a party, yeah. and I saw it was going to rain. I first of all I put a camera in my basement so I could look and see if any water. <laughs> oh in. man! I have two different weather apps on my phone. This is all within the last week, mind you. And I left the party to go home and sit at my house to make sure. It wasn't <laughs> oh my I, like my girlfriend was like, "Stop checking the fucking weather." Our basement, our basement flooded once, and it, it definitely jars it's you terrifying. yeah it's not great it's not yeah. great and you're definitely very cognizant of it moving forward because yeah. it was during a huge rainstorm and it dude water was like pouring out. i got a trash yeah. can it was the worst and we put like a stump pump i think it's called in sump there pump. Yeah. sump pump but it didn't work the first time so like the water was flowing in and i finally keep in mind i have no idea how to work a sump pump. Like, <laughs> no really so we finally yeah. figured it out and it worked but now it's like it's like almost someone broke into my home and it's like it's all I can think about. I'm fucking obsessed with it. I can tell. Uh, James, go ahead. I got a follow up to yeah, that. Yeah, mine is is clear, simple. I'm going to go back to what I said before because I really mean it. Fuck the Mets. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Um, join us for the after show if you want to know how I ruined my brother's sump pump. Uh, yeah, that's a, a little Easter egg that's that's coming uh, coming your way. Uh, but I appreciate everyone listening uh, to the Go Birds Pod episode number eighty six right here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP and Radio dot com. We'll see you guys. Go Birds.
So when I moved back from LA, I lived with my brother and he just got his sump pump installed. And I just so happened to meet uh, a lady friend mm. uh, that I snuck down into the finished basement where they had their guest bedroom and we had our fun and I wasn't thinking about their plumbing, which wasn't great at the time, which was something that they were trying to fix. Yep. And I might have thrown the condom into the toilet. Oh, no. Right? And flushed it because it was late and I was delirious. Yeah, that's not going to get chopped up by the, so, the pump there. That's not gonna, <laughs> I've learned way too much about the way that shit gets chopped yeah. up by pumps since owning a house. A week goes by and all of a sudden like there's Just a major a flood disaster. in their storage yeah, and nobody can really figure out why. And the as it, it was told to me because I wasn't there at the time was... Uh, Some the, asshole the, used a condom the, and put it in the, the toilet. The, no, the guy, the guy that had half of a half a crack, you know, sticking out of his pants, and goes, "I found the problem." Whoop! Poor and it's fucking guy hanging there. This what a, what little ass you condom gets pulled out. Oh, you going? <laughs> hey, I got, that was good. I gotta go to work today. Wonder what I'm gonna get to do. Oh, I'm gonna get to pull a condom out of someone's fucking sub pump. That sounds pump. awesome. What a day! I will say me. the whole experience with the flooding and the pump has really made me respect people that are handy. Me too. Oh I'm my like, god! Are you kidding me? Just, yeah. I'm so clueless when it comes to any. Back, of that back stuff. to our Same. girl conversation. Yeah. Guess who does all the handy stuff oh, in our house? I'm, I'm it's sure, definitely yeah. not me. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> Wife super handy. Celts not handy. Like I, we we hung uh, things on the wall to put pictures on. I came at like shelves, right? And my dad. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> shelves. Did you just describe shelves as things we put pictures on? Yeah, well, that's, that's what they're that's for. Yeah, damn. So my okay, dad yeah. came over to help, and just him and my girlfriend did it. Not that's just why. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I. Uh, it is. I feel embarrassed by how much stuff gets done so much faster than if I were to do it on my own and oh, my girlfriend's the I same have, exact way. I have no embarrassments about it. Yeah. I'm very okay with it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just big, like what, what's the point of me even, I'm a, even Well, that's the thing this. is, I've almost yeah. gone to the, the forum where, where there was an, uh, that 70s show episode where like Eric kept getting out of things by just going, well, I guess I'm just bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept not even doing things. So in for that. Like, oh, I guess it just suck at that. Guess you gotta do it. I'm gonna sit here and watch TV yeah. so let me know when it's done. So when I, got, when I got the watch in the basement the guy that i was talking to on the phone was like all right go downstairs and like look at your hvac system and then open up the what's like the thing with all the buttons that you flip against the i got wall. no fucking idea right, exactly buddy. yeah and the, he's talking the electric box you're talking yeah about? Yeah, yeah where you turn things yeah. on and off the, yeah. the circuit box he's like he's telling me to like walk thing. around and find these things and I'm, I'm like bro i, I got no idea box. what you're talking about yeah we came we got there mr handy so he was explaining shit to me and i'm like buddy like, <laughs> like you got to explain this by color and shape. <laughs> there should be a label, and it's yeah. uh, nineteen. You pictures? Then you go to nineteen, and you look where that is. Yeah. That towards the basement. Does it say basement? Say, like, buddy, just fucking do this for me, all right? <laughs> just fucking do it. That's right? the scary part of buying a house. It's like whenever anything seems like it's gonna break, I'm like, oh. Yeah, like I'm yeah. gonna have to fix this. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm gonna have to pay somebody for right. this for Which me. Is, yeah. Just, yeah, endless yeah. money. Not Which great. is why not kids rent don't own. Not Yay! I'm not a sucker like these two guys. Yeah. Buy in an it's area where your house will appreciate. That's the advice I would give. It'll, and stay there for five years. Yes, and then, otherwise rent. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, we love point. you guys. Thanks for tuning in the after yeah, show. Yeah, I enjoyed the after show. It was good.